Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join host Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. All right, welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim, and Effie's filling in for Kasim today, and our guest today is Tamir Goodman. So, Tamir, if you want to, uh, want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us what you do for a living and where you live. Uh, my name is Tamir Goodman. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. played college basketball um, in America at Towson University, and then I came over here to Israel at age 20 to play professionally, and I ended up staying in Israel all these years later. So, I'm in Israel. Um and today I'm the head of uh, sports relations at Fabric. And I also invented an antimicrobial moisture wicking net called the Aviv Net. Awesome. So how did you go about getting the idea for your company, for the, uh, for, for the net, you know, that, that um, you invented? So I actually, uh, right out of playing, uh, my last season playing, I got hurt. And... Unfortunately, they signed a player even before I got a chance to get my stuff out of the locker room, which is a very, very, very painful feeling. And at that moment, I decided that even though I can't play again, I'm going to create a device that will help the next generation of players. And I invented the first ever uh, multi-angled pitch pack called the Zone 190, which had a lot of initial success. We got it in the NBA and everything. And unfortunately, a major company stole that from me, stole my product from me. And uh, that was a very painful moment because I patented it and I did everything possible to, to bring that to market and I brought it to market and then having it stolen from me was very painful. So I told my wife, I'm never doing this again. I'm never inventing another product again. And then I made a shift and started focusing much more on, on coaching and clinics and camps and speaking engagements and educational initiatives and things like that. And then the pandemic hit and we got an email uh, from the basketball association that said, we're not sure when we're ever going to practice again. But um, when we eventually go back to practice, there's too much bacteria on the ball. We can't pass the basketball. So every player is going to have to keep the ball in their own hand the whole practice. And I was like, okay, this is really bad for me and my my line of work that you can't pass the basketball anymore. But then I thought, I know that Israel is a world leader uh, in fabrics um, and yarns. And I knew that there's a lot of antimicrobial yarns. So I said, well, why don't we create a net that'll be antimicrobial and moisture wicking because the ball is really slippery in the game and be able to have advertising components in the net because the net is the most visual part of the game, especially if you watch the highlights on Instagram. Um, and I went ahead and found the right people to work with in Israel, a company called ICAR, and uh, been very blessed ever since. And I, you know, went back on my promise, you know, because I, I originally said I was never going to invent another product after what happened to me. But thank God this time around, I was able to, you know, Learn from my what my mistakes, what I could do better, and and now thank God we're nationwide in exporting goods. So, so in terms of finding the right partner, you know, right partner company to help you build up on this idea, what did that process look like for you? Uh, well, basketball taught me to be really good at except um, at like when people tell you no and just continue moving forward because like in basketball you miss a lot of shots, you get traded a lot, a lot of you get really good at like hearing a no and keep moving forward. So every company basically told me no, and I, that was fine. I still believed in the idea, and the last one said yes, and that was ICAR, and they ended up being the perfect partners. So, um, you know, and then and then as far as like 
uh, a business side, I knew that after what happened to me at Zone 190, I was going to need a lot, a lot of marketing help, like a lot of power. And that's why I partnered with my good friend, David Warshawski, who and W Ventures. The unique thing about W Ventures is not only uh, do they you know, put in a financial investment, but they also give you, you know, they're, they're a world-renowned uh, PR digital agency. So you get the you get the physical investment, but you also get the marketing side, which is what we really, I knew going forward, because Zone 90, I did everything myself. And, you know, I, I knew that this time around, we we're going to need, like, massive marketing help. And, and with David, it's like everything. You get all the marketing, you know, business strategy, you know, the packaging of the bags, the mar the logos, the the website, everything that we needed to be really professional for the great product that we have. Um, well, it's, it's one thing. I mean, a good good job. I mean, getting back on the horse, you, you had that first experience, which was really terrible. Um, but I guess one one question I do have also is like, what was like the big? If you had to take one insight from your first experience of having your product stolen from you, what was that one insight you learned from it, and you would tell someone else moving forward i would say two things um one i met, just mentioned which was like to have a lot a lot of marketing help and you know business strategy business development you know thank god i have all that with david but you know i have a really you know, I, I was just a basketball guy i got right off the court right into this and I, I didn't really know about the business world i knew about basketball um and then the second thing is i definitely overworked was on 190 I pushed myself too too far. There was a time I remember, like I was, I basically had one trailer and one zone ninety, and from that one prototype, I sold fifty models, and out of those fifty models, I was able to make our run for the first run of zone one ninety models. But I was pushing myself way too hard. I was driving through the, I was literally working all day. I would drive to Kentucky, I would drive to Indiana, I drive everywhere to meet with even one coach, which is what it takes. But I pushed too hard. There was many times where, like, I almost fell asleep behind the wheel, you know, just just putting, putting my life at danger, trying to bring this product to market, and that was too much. You, I think, like, as an entrepreneur, you get so excited about your product, which which you need. You need the hustle, but you have to have the balance and make sure that you're still being safe and smart. And I think, like, with Zone 190, I was pushing myself a little bit too oh, far. Oh, for sure. I know. Uh, for us, we, we we have to the balance of you have to sprint, but you also it's a marathon too. So you can't. You have to have that balance. Um, for you also, what, like now currently, what's like a typical day like for you with your job and everything? Yeah. So I'm living in Jerusalem now with my wife and five kids. Um, thank God, which is my number one priority. Um, and then the rest of the day, yeah, I, I work a lot, um, cause of the hours and the time change and everything, but it's basically around like sports, that sports marketing, sports tech all day long. Um, relationships with coaches, players, leagues, organizations, agents, investors, um, you know, really, really pushing hard for fabric. Uh, fabric is quickly becoming, you know, the a leading fan engagement technology that's doing so much on the field, on the court and, and off the court and outside of arena. So just establishing relationships, intros, networking, leagues, you know, bringing in, helping to bring in new investors, um, helping with our roster of champions, getting a lot of really big name people in the sports uh, world to be part of the, the fabric team. Um, and then there's a lot of programming that goes into actu actually, you know, using the technology at different venues. So, um, you know, on the 23rd, I'm flying to Florida for a really big coaches clinic where fabric is going to be the technology for the coaches clinic. There's going to be a lot of NBA and NCAA coaches there. 
at different venues. We have uh, in October a really big event uh, called Unity Week. We do a lot of these Unity clinics, bring people together through sports, which is like what Fabric is all about, creating a world where everyone belongs. So we have like a big, a big, big Unity Week coming up in um, in October in LA, and then we'll be back at the NBA All Star Game in February. So it's it's really busy, you know, but but thank God it's it's mostly basketball, which is my love, and and doing good through through the game and 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 making making the world a better place at the same time. So it's it's really exciting. I have a book and movie. I have a book and movie coming out as well. That I'm very excited about. So a lot of good things. That's amazing. So what was the biggest challenge that you had when starting Aviv Sports? And I would say the biggest challenge we I had was uh, facing my fear of like, okay, I've already been burnt really bad. I've already, I thought I did everything the right way and yet it still got along from me. I did eventually win and I got a settlement and they signed off that the company that did it said, you know, they wouldn't ever again and all that. The truth did come out, but it took like six or seven years and you're like, do you really want to like go through something like this again? You know, like I really, really got burnt and hurt. Um, So I think facing my fears and coming back even stronger and smarter. I think I think that's the thing, like knowing exactly like what you've learned and how to implement it uh, moving forward. And that's been really great with W Ventures. So as of right now, how does technology help you in your business? Technology helps me personally um, because I'm very dyslexic. I can still barely read or write or do basic math. Uh, like if, if I had to write something on a piece of paper, I would not be able to read it. I can't even read my own handwriting. Like I'm a mess. But at the same time, dyslexics made me very creative. It, because when you're dyslexic, like you're exercising parts of your brain that other people don't really use. Because we're um, constantly like uh, making up for for things, you know. And it's like cre- it's like exercising parts of your brain that other people don't don't really use. So I think technology helps me stay organized with my struggles and then like globally, obviously like being able to talk to teams and coaches and people from around the world on a daily basis is very, 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 very helpful, especially in the sports industry because you want to be able to talk to leagues in Europe and talk to leagues in, in America and leagues here in Israel. So it, I, I love the technology Zoom being able to talk to you right now too. So that and, you know, yeah, I think those are the two ways it's most helpful for us. Have you looked into implementing or do you use like AI or, or AR in terms of for your current brand? Um, I personally do not, um, but uh, Fabric does use AR in, in our technology. It's a mixed reality company. So, um, yeah, they use AR. We use AR, but it's ultimately to us use AR to help real, real foster real relationships in real life. So it's not like you know, getting drowned in the AR, like using the AR to create, you know, as so I say, mixed reality, real relationships, real experiences, things that you could really impact your life on a day-to-day basis. And I think like that's to me, like where I'm the strongest, I, I love people, I love meeting people, I love relationships, um, networking. Um, I think it's a really, really important thing. Um, somebody the other day, like asked me that we were adding a phone, adding a number into my phone. I looked at my phone. I was like, wow, I have almost 4,000 contacts just in my phone. So I'm like, you know, that to me is like, I love people. I love getting to meet people. I love getting to help people. I'm, there's many times in life where people reach out to me for different things. And I'm just simply like one click away from helping them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very big on relationships and networking. Yeah importance of it oh for sure so i mean no one can do any do everything by themselves 
Um, for you, what's your like biggest priority for Aviv Sports um, the next three to six months? Yeah, for Aviv, um, we have some very, very exciting things in the pipeline uh, that I'm really, really excited about. I okay. can't really share them just yet, but there's a lot of really exciting next steps. Um, and I, I just eventually believe, like in short, I got what I can share is that, you know, every part of the game of basketball has been updated, right? Like no one, no one's going to wear like, you know, when I was playing like a heavy, sweaty, like gray or like non, you know, technologically advanced, like uniform, like everyone's wearing dry fit, you know, high performance. Everything's about like performance, performance enhancing. So why, why not use a performance enhancing net? Like, you know, it's the only, the net's the only part of the game that hasn't been advanced. So now we have a net that's like keeping the ball dry. Um, it's it's allowing your players' hands to stay cleaner and safer. And it's allowing teams to make money in a way that they've never been able to make before because you could sell the advertising space on the net. It's also in-game memorabilia. Our net never goes up on the rim ever. It will never have to stop the game like after a swish and pull the net down. Um, and also, or you could just add your school logo, your team logo, which is like a great way to increase, uh, you know, pride with the team, but also you could sell like your team logos at the merchandise store, just like you would sell a hat or a hat. you can now sell personalized, uh, nets with your school's logo on it. So, um, you know, every part of the game has been updated and we believe like all the teams, you know, in backyards are going to switch over to a performance enhancing net that you could also advertise on. Awesome. So how would you say that your discipline being a former professional athlete has helped you in starting this business? Oh, every, in every way possible. You know, basketball has taught me how to be very resilient, how to be very organized, how to communicate, how to stay positive when you need to stay positive, how to push, push through, push through, through. Basketball teaches you how to like push through, have an amazing work ethic, get along with people from all over the world. I feel like if you play Division One basketball and you, you you basically set yourself up for life because you you learn how to work at a level that is unbelievable. Your work ethic is unbelievable. Your preparation skills, learning all the scouting reports, your networking, how to speak to the trainers, how to speak to the coaches, how to speak to you know people in the media. Um, bouncing back you're constantly losing games how do you like learn from a loss and pick yourself up and get ready for the next game how to constantly get better like in basketball you're as soon as the season's over you're right back in the gym like i want to get better for next year you know how to stick to a game plan but then also sometimes you need to pivot like coach says you know we're you know here's tonight's game plan we're sticking to it. we're sticking to it and you know what they threw something at us i got to pivot you know how to pivot and even move forward you know um all these different things is exactly what you need in business so I think basketball has helped me very, very much. Time management. Like, think about this. Think about, like, everybody else in college is, is just in college, and they might have, like, a, a day job, right? But you're literally flying around the world playing basketball, and doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time you came back. Like, you could have gotten back at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and you could be at 8 o'clock class, and like, nobody cares, right? So just, like, time management, all these things have really helped me. You know, playing college basketball and professional basketball have really helped me in the business space. I think sometimes as athletes, we are nervous after our careers are over because we basically invested so much time in our sp specific sport, which is true. But like you said, it's like you have to be able to apply what you learn through sports and bring it to the business world. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything about life other than basketball when I was playing. My whole life was just training, 
And I kept on asking for help as soon as I got done playing. And then one lawyer told me, because I said, can you help with this? I'm really bad at business. He goes like this, well, become good at business. I'll never forget him telling me that. And it's the same thing in basketball. If you want to be a great shooter, go in the gym and shoot, right? So go do it. You, you have the skill set. You know what it takes. Just go out there and do it. So sports has definitely helped. Um, I do think, though, that a shift that I'm seeing now, which is nice to see, is that the world just ha happens to be in a more sensitive place. Like when we were growing up, it was practice was everything. Like it didn't matter who was in your family was getting married or, or, or what else was going on. Like you were in the gym. Right. And I think now coaches are a little bit more balanced and like when we're in the gym, we're going a million percent. But when you're out of the gym or you're at school or, you know, your sister's getting married or whatever, go to the wedding, enjoy the wedding. We'll see you at practice tomorrow, you know, type of thing. There has to be a little bit more balance so that like when you're done playing, you're, it'll be easier to, to get in, in, into life, balanced into life a little as well. Awesome. So when you were playing, you know, you were, what you did, you were, I guess, one of the first, or if not the first Orthodox shoe to be playing professional sports. And today we see lots of Orthodox shoes that are playing, you know, drastic in the MLB, playing pro basketball. So where do you think the future is headed for people of all backgrounds, just in general? I mean, I think that you sort of set a trend and opened lots of doors for people. Do you think now it's easier compared to when you were starting? I just was curious about your take on that. Yeah, I'm glad that the world is definitely in a more sensitive place right now uh, as far as welcoming people of different backgrounds and respecting different religions. And sports is a great unifier. Sports is the greatest platform. It's proved itself more than any other field to bring people together. And it's a really beautiful thing to see. And, you know, if it doesn't matter who you are or where you came from. Like if you get on the court and you play the right way and you play well and you have respect, like you know, everyone's going to respect you. Everyone's like the more diverse the world is, the more we realize how one we really are. And the great way to prove that is through sports. So I don't think anyone should be ashamed of their backgrounds. I think everyone should be proud of who they are, where they come from, and they should be respected. And sports is a great way to bring all this together. Awesome. Definitely. Now, if we were to have this conversation one year from now, I know you said things are on the horizon for your company and you can't share everything, but where do you, like if we were to have this discussion one year from now, what do you see Aviv Sports like at one year from now? I think one year from now, um, a lot of the things that Aviv Sports is, is working on will hopefully be switched from a, a novelty to a must have where a lot for a lot of people, it's like totally new. Hey, we've been using the same nets for so long. Like, and, 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 and I think like, it'll be a shift to like, of course, we're going to have performance enhancing net. And of course we're going to advertise on the net. I think it'll be like, uh, like standard. Awesome. What's also the, um, uh, I know you said you mentioned you have a book coming out and a, uh, a movie about you coming out. I don't know if you can give us a name, but what, what's the yeah. name of those? So yeah, the, the, the book is, I'll just tell you in general, cause I, I can't share too, too much, but the book is about being a dyslexic basketball player. It's a children's book. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll be able to share more information about two weeks. I'm supposed to get the cover of the book, working with an incredible publishing company. And the whole book is to empower kids with learning challenges, to find their inner superpower through their struggle and not to feel like they're not smart or they're incapable of being successful. Kind of like what I went through being dyslexic um, as a basketball player. And the movie, um, we have also working with some really great partners. And it's more about my journey. It, I would say it's kind of like a Rudy style movie, uh, but like a real documentary of, you know, the chances of me actually being able to get a division one scholarship and playing professionally without playing on the Jewish Sabbath was seen as absolutely impossible 
kind of like how it was seen as impossible for Rudy to make it to the Notre Dame football team mm-hmm. and just kind of showing the journey of, of what the ups and downs of what I had to go through to ultimately live out my dream and uh, hopefully, again, also will be very impactful, empowering, and, and, and inspire people, same as the book. So what is the one biggest piece of advice that you that you wish that, um, you would have known that when you were younger? Yeah, I think it's very calming to know that things are going to work out. Like, obviously, it's easier to say it now, but like just thinking back, like, wow, you know, you're, you're actually going to be able to get a division one scholarship and you're going to have the best teammates and the best coaches and they're going to support you. You're going to be able to live out your dream. You know, you're going to marry, you know, my, I always actually tell my wife, like she's better than I could have ever even imagined. Like I'm going to be blessed with an amazing family and a wife and five kids. And just to know that, thank God I'm, I'm 41. It's been the best year of my life. I I live, I'm living exactly where I want to be living and I'm so blessed with my family and doing exactly what I want to be doing. So like, Obviously, I'm very thankful, but like, I think it's like if you could tell a kid like, hey, man, you're actually going to be able to live out your dreams. Like, that's very calming. That's a good thing to know. But I just don't think the world works that way. I think the world is 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 full of challenges. And that's what makes it unique, because we're always we have choices and how we're going to react to things and how we're going to overcome and how we're going to transcend. And specifically, overcoming and transcending is where we really reach true happiness. You know, God could just give us all the blessings, but we wouldn't appreciate it as much that way. And a lot of things that we go through, it's like we earn. And that feeling of accomplishment is what gives us the confidence to continue moving forward in life. And without that, without those steps, a lot of times we wouldn't be able to do it. So I think everything's perfectly ordained, but it would be nice to know. And I'll tell you, like, if we knew everything would always work out or we knew the deeper meaning uh, behind everything, we wouldn't have sensitivity to other people. It would just be like, oh, I don't, I don't worry about it. That everything's going to work out for them. You know, part of all this is so that we could actually ha- have sensitivity towards each other and be there for each other. I find it fascinating how the world is like, the ecosystem of the world is like, hey, there's people that are reaching out to me today for a lot of help, and I'm reaching out to other people for, for a lot of help in the same day. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And, and ultimately, it's like shows how like we really need to be there for each other. So amazing advice so if somebody wanted to reach out to you or your website do you mind sharing what's the best way to get a hold of you and yeah. your company yeah yeah you can always everyone could always reach out to me tamir at tamirgoodman.com awesome well tamir thank you so much for your time i'm wishing a v sports and your personal brand with the movie everything the best of luck hopefully we can chat again in one year from now your company will grow even more thank you have a great day thank you, thank too. you too all right bye bye bye